Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Startup Menu, the podcast that follows our bootstrap startup named Menu, M-E-N-Y-U. In this episode, we're going to discuss forming a business and then keeping the books, the financials, for that business. My name is Adam Van Buskirk. I'm a co-founder, and with me is my co-founder, Kevin Sims. What's going on, Kevin? Not much. Everything's going good. Good. Excited to be here for episode five. So for the audience out there, this is going to be forming a business and then kind of an overview of how we'll keep the books to that business. Um, we actually shot this podcast two weeks ago, and then uh, Kevin was riding home, went to listen to it. We realized we had the mic off. Yeah, so. listen to dead air. <laughs> yeah. An hour of yeah. work gone. So live and learn. We're both uh, wore out from our day jobs. Uh 6.30 right now, and uh, you know, but we're glad to be here on the mics and, and back to talking about our startup. So, um, Kevin, what uh, the last two weeks, what have you been doing on the business? Oh, yeah, so I've uh, been um, cross-training uh, another uh, one of our employees on some uh, different methods of data entry. Uh, they've done it before, uh, so getting them back in the swing of things so we can have some uh, backup in case some... Uh, one of the other guys goes on vacation or something and just kind of auditing uh, some of the stuff that I've been putting in and, uh, and then also just reaching out to some other, uh, you know, restaurants in regards to uh, the integration plugin we had. So as I'm, you know, uh, reviewing the uh, data that they put in, you know, I'll reach out and see if, you know, anyone's still interested in possibly, you know, uh, putting a menu on their uh, website and then also just following up on some of the, uh, uh, new features that we added uh, so you know we're getting some signups on a restaurant um, claims and stuff like that so uh, everything's going good good you getting hits on the on the uh following up with restaurants no no yeah. not yet so uh, kind of basically yeah if they you know if i see their website has like a pdf or you know no menu at all and they have like a contact page like as i'm you know uh, reviewing the content i'll you just reach out in a formal email or i'll just fill out their contact page on there and hopefully at some point maybe we'll get a hit back yeah that's cool that's cool yeah it's a hard hard nut to crack with yeah. those restaurant owners for sure that's uh i uh so we in episode six we're going to talk about um the beginnings of a social platform we're putting into menu so uh, i spent the last couple of weeks coding that initial piece and uh, it is live, so for the listeners out there, you can actually come to our website, which is themenuapp.com, um, and you can sign up and get an account and do some social things. We'll talk about that in episode six, but spent time coding on that, just getting the, the basic framework in live so that people could sign up, and then uh, I've been punching menus, so... Believe it, we have we have a handful of employees, but I still like to punch menus when and find good menus when I get a chance. So yeah, it helps. Yeah, cool. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, forming a business and keeping the books. So uh, Kevin and I decided, you know, as we were you know finishing the beginnings of the social platform and snapping it into menu, that we wanted to go ahead and uh, get our legal entity set up and become an official business. Uh, right now, we've just, you know, been doing it together um, with, with no formal structure. So we got that rolling about, oh, maybe maybe not quite a month ago now, three weeks probably. Yeah, a couple of weeks, I'd say. Yeah, so we have a lawyer in Akron, Ohio. She's uh, been helping us with that. And we went to her, and so when you form a business, the, the first thing, uh, we're in the state of Ohio, so the first thing we needed to do was register our business with the state of Ohio. So we cho chose a uh, limit, limited liability company, so an LLC. 
And uh, basically that protects Kevin and I's personal assets, um, you know, if we get sued, things like that. So we did that. And then we, um, well, we paid a lawyer to do this stuff for us, but she registered. Uh, so we are officially uh, called Menu, M-E-N-Y-U, L-L-C. And we're in the state of Ohio, and we got that, got the certificate back, and then we registered for an EIN, so Social Security number for our business, basically. Okay. Yeah, we'll use that for um, our bank, like when we open our business bank account, which we haven't done yet, but we'll be doing that shortly. Yeah, we, for, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no yeah, ahead. so, yeah, we kind of went over a couple of things there, and, you know, any listeners probably wondering, uh, you know, aren't we already a business? Like, you know, we talked about protecting ourselves and also, uh, you know, splitting the company up, and there's a lot that probably goes into the protections, you know, past the protection side as far as, like, you know, something was to happen to you and things like that. And Yeah, you know. definitely, definitely. Yeah, you yeah you don't you don't want, if you're, you're out there starting a business uh, with people, even if it's small, you know, because things can get big fast and infighting can happen. Yeah, you kind of want to get your ducks in a row as far as getting a, a legal entity to protect your personal property and family. And then you want to, like Kevin said, you want to get an operating agreement in place if you have, if it's more than you, if you have partners. And um, the operating agreement, so Kevin and I, we have a, uh, we're partners and then we have a 51-49 split. Um, you know, basically we're going to be 50-50 partners, but I've had, some businesses in the past, so I wanted to have a majority vote on things that require only a majority vote. Some things require Kevin and I both to unanimously vote. So Kevin still has basically all the rights of a partner. You know, I can't kick Kevin out of the business. I can't, you know, kick him off the bank account, things like that. But there are some more minor things, um, like the final say on getting a business loan, things like that. Um, that my majority gives me so and, and that's probably in uh, you know probably a lot of that goes into why a lot of people depending on the business should probably you know involve like a lawyer of some sort you know it's not very cost it's you know cost effective you know so yeah definitely yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think yeah it's cost effective exactly you don't want to make mistakes right yeah. especially in the operating agreement when you have that drafted right um, and the EIN, you know, the IRS just sent us our EIN, um, and I got to send it back to the lawyer. So obviously, the IRS is involved. You, you make sure you got to make sure you got those forms right. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> you, know, you don't, yeah. don't mess around <laughs> with the tax man. So right. you know, so yeah, like Kevin said, a lot of stuff you want to you want to it, it pays. Uh, Kevin and I paid what was it six ninety something like that six twenty six ninety a hundred we mean to the lawyer and uh you know well worth it like kevin said well worth that money to pay that and get it done right um so we did that and so we got the llc got the ein again kind of the social security number for the business uh used to open bank accounts used for taxes um and tax returns things like that uh we did the equity split um basically a 50 50 split 51 49 again if you're out there and you have more than one of you, you know, I would advise you do typically want someone to kind of be, whether they're actually named the president, the CEO, you know, whatever. Yeah. You, you do typically want someone in right. the majority. Yeah, you want that structure yeah. there to kind of, you know. Yeah, know reporting who, what, structure. Yeah, reporting. Right? Yeah, yeah. kind of like what, what falls on who and, you know, how things are set up. And, you know, with that LLC, that's, you know, if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, protects, like you said, the uh, your yourself from you know ever getting sued or losing your house or yeah you know anything like that which is you know depending on your business that you're operating on especially if it's uh 
something more stringent than you know uh, menus or a website you know if you're dealing with uh, particular products or you know building things you know you're always liable to get sued or stuff like that yeah there's a lot of liabilities in my former businesses i've actually gotten cease and desist letters from billion dollar companies so oh and typically when you get those um you just respond and uh if you are violating any kind of terms you just um you stop doing it, you know, you apologize, and they'll, they'll say thanks, and you guys move on. So there's a lot that has to happen before it gets to a lawsuit. But, yeah, I have had cease and desist letters and say I was difficult or thought I was in the right. Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, I just kept violating what they, <laughs> what they thought was a violation of their terms. Right. Yeah, then they could sue me. And if you're not pr- protected through a company, you, know, you can lose everything. So with the uh, lawyer, is, uh, so are, is there like a um, now that, you know, we went through them, you know, in, you know, any type of proceedings where you would be sent something, would they take care of that? They do. That's actually an option. It's called a statutory agent. So when you sign up the business, you can choose that. And uh, I chose our lawyer to be that. Okay. So I could have chose me or you. Yeah, yeah. And all that is is whoever you choose, their contact information is what's on file. And, you know, any legal proceedings, things like that, go to that person. Now, is there a uh, fee extra no, yeah, she does it for free. Okay. Ours did. Oh, I, see. I can't speak to other lawyers. Yeah. But. Didn't know if like you know if like you were to be you know uh, court ordered or something. Do they you know assist you in any of the you know proceedings? I'm that sure. that you probably have to pay. For pay it, extra. Actually. I yeah. got they're, you. They're obviously not. Yeah, gonna yeah, not gonna. <laughs> yeah, I didn't defend know you like. for three months for free. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But yeah, no. So that that stuff would probably be extra. But the yeah. legal stuff is nice just because. Quite frankly, like I'm bad at checking my mail, you know. <laughs> I, I don't want something important, you know, yeah. to come, and you know, I I don't check it for right. a month and a half. Where yeah. she has a business, a law firm, you know, obviously she's on top of that stuff. So, so we did the split. Uh, well, so we did the LLC, we got our EIN, and then we did the split. But the split really means nothing. Um, the LLC doesn't take care of any of the equity split. Um, all the rules, things like that. What takes care of all that's an operating agreement. So what you have to do is you have to have your lawyer draft what's called an operating agreement. And that is the document that's going to say, you know, Adam owns uh, 50%, you know, Kevin owns 50%. If Adam passes away, Adam's wife inherits his 50% but loses all voting rights and 100% of the voting rights go to Kevin. Um, All those rules... um, those go into the operating agreement. Our operating agreement, off the top of my head, is probably 100 pages, um, somewhere around there. Very long document, covers any and everything you could you could possibly think of uh, regarding if we you know sell more shares in the business to like a third investor. Like I said, if Kevin or I would pass away, um, if Kevin and I have a falling out and a dispute. Um, and like you and I, like I was saying, a lot of stuff actually um, requires a majority vote from us mm-hmm. because we are partners. So in those things, obviously, there's only two of us. Right. So yeah, if so. I say A and you say B, we have a problem. Yeah, yeah. So typically, you, you work those things out between the two. I mean, you need to have a good relationship with your business partner. Or you have bigger problems, quite frankly. But if you ever do get on like a really important topic and you and I just can't come to agreement, that's where the operating agreement outlines the terms of how you can still make a decision. And typically it involves bringing in like a board of directors or an arbitrator 
to listen to both sides and actually make a decision outside of us too. Yeah, so all those things sounds like a, another good reason to you know have a, a lawyer you know, draft something like that up. You know, it, it definitely would be hard for anyone to you know know every single detail about what needs to be broken up when certain things happen, and then you know what the lawyer. With the type of, you know, with the amount of money we paid, you know, if you're making, you know, tens of thousands of dollars or mil- even millions, you know, the amount of money is almost minuscule. So, you know, get yeah. something like that done by a lawyer. Definitely get it done if you want to take your business serious. Because you really do have to think about your family and other things, too, you know. And if you don't do anything, you know, right now we're, um, if we didn't have employees, you know, we're making, uh, you know, three 350 bucks a month, something like that, you know. And, and we don't have employees we actually have subcontractors just to mm. clarify but we we call them employees and they, they do work for us but mm. anyways we have some part-time employees after that you know we lose money yeah but anyways let's say we we didn't lose money let's say we actually made 350 dollars profit a month i mean obviously if you you know something happened to you and you know say you passed away next week um you know and, and you're married i mean your wife is entitled you know to half of that 350 dollars now $350, people may be saying, <laughs> come on, right, I mean, who cares, on, right? Your wife may even say that. Yeah. But like you said, you know, listen, I mean, six years from now, yeah, it could be. Three, it, could, three, it might three, be three hundred fifty thousand yeah, dollars, and you're yeah. you and your wife are going to care a whole hell of a lot whether right. you get that yeah. that money. So you know, take care of it. Yeah, take care of it up front. And and the reason you may be thinking, well, why not wait till we are making all kinds of money before I get a lawyer involved and you know spend six hundred bucks? And I'll tell you why. Because as you start making more money, now all of a sudden you start and you don't have that structure already in place. Oh yeah. Now you can start fighting. Right. You can start bickering and you know over you know money and who does get what when you go it things just get a lot more complicated like, like we've all seen that right money changes oh, people yeah, a lot of yeah. times you know i mean hopefully it won't change right uh, us or you know those listening but it does happen so you know do it while there's no money yeah, right because that's Cause where everyone's at their most honest yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so get, get it out of the way you know yeah. don't yeah don't wait till there's tons of money involved you know so um those are kind of the ma- the major parts on forming the business. You know, we, we talked over it uh, quite a bit, you know. But like Kevin said, get to a lawyer, get pay the money, get it done right. Um, if, you, if it's just you, you obviously own 100% of the company. If you have a partner or partners, you know, you want to you figure out that equity split based on, you know, the time, the money invested by the different people, the time and energy they put in. A lot of times that's what determines equity splits, experience, things like that. Um, Kevin and I agree that we both do a lot of work, so we're basically right around 50-50. Not uncommon to see like um, 80-10-10, you know, any any combination of the sun. But get that taken care of. Uh, just on paper, you know, just scratching it down, get your equity split, get the, uh, you know, get your LLC, your corporation, you know, your partnership, uh, whatever, whatever you deem your legal structure, get that taken care of, get your tax identification number. Ohio calls it an EIN. Different states call it different things. And then have your lawyer draft an operating agreement, which is what Kevin and I just talked about, lays out all the, the complicated goodies that come up over the course of a business. And then you just uh, sign a bunch of stuff, right. you know, and the yeah. uh, lawyer takes care of it for you, and it's all it's all a done deal. You get some stock certificates. Kevin and I actually got ours. You sign them. They're actual certificates, if we ever sell, that we'll, we'll use to uh, transfer ownership of the business. And then lastly... 
And we don't have to go into detail about this, but the last thing Kevin and I will do, once all that's done, the business is taken care of, and we're rolling as Menu LLC, uh, we'll go to a bank account and we'll sign up for a business bank account. We'll, we'll, I know checks are kind of going out of style, but they are still used in uh, business sometimes. So we'll, we'll sign up for a business checking account. We'll put some initial deposits into it, and then we'll get a checkbook and a couple uh, debit cards. Okay. You know, and then yeah. at that point, I would say for the most part, our our um, as far as forming the business on the legal entity side, you were kind of done and back to business. And then, of course, each year you do your taxes. So Kevin and I, with a partnership, we'll do uh, we'll go to the lawyer um, with what the company has made or lost. And we need to do that a month before personal tax returns are done. So we'll go do that, and they'll fill out a form. I believe it's called an S-3, send it to the government. And that S-3 actually spits off two individual forms. You get one, I get one. And uh, if we make money or lose money, you'll claim 49% of that, and I'll claim 49%, and then you just file on your personal file income it. tax. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so pretty, pretty easy. Pretty yeah. straightforward. Straightforward, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we'll do that. And then the last thing I want to touch on forming the business um, before we get into the keeping the books is um, oh, kind of kind of having a blank here what I was going to uh, talk about. Well, that's okay. We can go go into uh, keeping the books. It might have been the bank account actually, but so once you go through all those things, you're, you're pretty much you're good on the business, and uh, we'll be we'll be big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. official, official. <laughs> right. Right. There you go. There's We'll officially be uh, married through business. It's yeah. you know a partnership really is. It's it's about as serious as a a marriage. Uh, you know. Yeah, a lot of a lot spouse. of stakes on, yeah, on the line. And, yeah, you, know, you gotta trust each other. Tr- you're you know? right. Yeah, because yeah, we're gonna be opening up bank accounts. You know, we're going. Yeah, you can take yeah. credit cards out on those bank accounts. And, yeah, yeah can, all kinds of stuff. So. So the next thing we wanted to transit, we thought a good uh, second part of this episode and transition from forming your business is, you know, once you get that business formed, um, you, you basically have to keep track of your books, uh, meaning your finances, you know, because when at the end of the year, you got to pay taxes. Um, so you have to have those books in order so you know how much money you made or you lost. And then you have to claim that, you know, with the IRS and you got to pay your taxes as a business and as partners in the business. Um, so Kevin and I, you know, we put, uh, you can use QuickBooks. I mean, there's all kinds of tools you can use to, yeah. to keep your finances. But Kevin and I are just going to do a uh, spreadsheet. And in the spreadsheet, um, we basically have a income statement tab. And it's a summary. And then we have a detail tab behind that. We have a monthly cash balance. So basically a cash flow statement. And then we have an owner's equities tab, owner's equity. Um, and uh, also called shareholder's equity. So, you know, we'll just uh, walk through a couple of those. But Kevin's going to keep our books for us. Um, so in your income statement, that's how much money you made or lost. Um, so you basically have expenses, costs, and revenue. Um, so revenue is money that coming in. On the top line, so if Kevin and I, we use AdSense for advertising, let's say uh, this month we make $400 in revenue through AdSense, we would actually put an entry in our income statement for um, advertising revenue, $400. And and keeping a lot of this is uh, a a good way of, uh, you know, going back to uh, the, um, you know, forming the business. Uh, You can kind of keep an eye out on, 
you know, what's going on, you know, as far as like, you know, the money going in by who, you know, if, you know, someone's taking it out or, you know, if you aren't keeping the books and you got 10 grand in there and then one day you look and there's eight grand, you're like, you know, where'd it go? Yeah. You know? And we, we kind of had a, a real life example of that last yeah, week. Like, so, oh, yeah. I was like, where's so, the, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll not add enough. Yeah. <laughs> we'll touch on that. Yeah. Right. We'll touch on that. But that's a great point. Yeah. You want to keep the books. Um, because you have to, you know, taxes are a big deal and you don't want to fudge the IRS. But like Kevin said, you want to keep them to run your business too. You want to make sure you're running your business good. Yeah. And you can't do that if you have no visibility of, right. of you know, what the numbers are. Just so, like in your personal life. Yeah. If you're not keeping, if you're just swiping a card and not paying attention to what's going on, you're going to. Yeah. yeah. And businesses are a lot more complicated. Yeah. That's right. a great point. But yeah. yeah, it's like your personal life on steroids. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because you got vendors and customers <laughs> right. and revenue and yeah. bank accounts and lawyers and. But, uh, yeah, so the revenue, that would be, like I said, that's, uh, say Kevin and I made, you know, um, $400 in Ad- AdSense revenue, and that comes in as an entry as revenue, and then we have uh, costs. So costs are actually um, expenses that directly relate to you producing your revenue. So it can kind of be confusing to think about, but think about a um, manufacturer and they make, say, rubber, you know, red bouncy balls. Um, well, the cost of that rubber and the red dye to physically make the ball, you know, that the, the, the cost of that is a cost. And when you sell that ball, the cost goes, it kind of follows it. But that's a direct cost into your revenue. Um, so Kevin and, I's, Kevin and I's costs in our revenue is labor. So we pay, you know, um, employees to create our content so that's a direct cost to us making money because our content is what makes us money so kevin and i put those in as costs so let's say we paid our employees um 140 bucks uh each week so for the week we would put an entry in of 140 dollars and it would be a cost Um, next we have expenses so expenses are just um unlike costs they don't directly relate to generating us revenue so a cost, for example, would be if Kevin and I have to buy some office supplies. Gotcha, yeah. You know, or maybe you need a new lab. You, you know, we both work from home, and we both mm-hmm. decide that we need new laptops and want the company to pay for it. Right, right. You know, those those don't directly – our laptop is not creating content for us. Now, that's kind of a great line. You could, yeah, You yeah. could probably you could argue say, it does. Yeah, right. It's, it's, you're, you're yeah. not working. You're not making – Yeah, exactly. You're or, doing the – Or, you know, stuff like the, uh, um, the hosting – yeah, exactly. Things our like domain that. name, the hosting, you know, of course, those all relate to us operating our business. But that's kind of the point of uh, the, the point of expenses is they do relate to their cost to run your business, but no, they don't generate revenue for yeah, you. Yeah, right. Or like if you're a, a woodworker, yeah, you need a new saw, you know, you buying the saw doesn't make you more money. You got to still build stuff and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's those are typically capital capital expenditures. Yeah, because those actually the machine will actually make you money. Oh, later on. Okay. Yeah, but it's later on. You're right though. It doesn't go in a direct cost. It's actually those are typically like um, depreciated. Oh, I see. Um, so you okay. buy something now, three hundred bucks, and then over time it'll make you money. But that. Yeah, over time it makes you money, and then you depreciate it each month until the value, because that's actually an asset. Oh, okay. That's kind of getting into a balance a sheet, different, which balance sheet is part of financials. We're not going to keep that. We're going to keep an income statement and a cash flow statement, and then owner's equity, which is typically on a balance sheet statement. Mm-hmm. We're just doing the owner's equity oh, piece. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, eventually we should do a, a balance sheet. But, yeah, what that is, 
So the difference between like a, an expense and a supply, and then so like um, if you buy a pack of pencils, you know that's an expense. Mm-hmm. Um, those pencils are never going to generate you income. Oh yeah. So. Uh, and by the way, for those listening out there, I just said generate income. Um, you know, income and revenue are the same thing. Those okay. are two terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so people know. Um, actually. Profit can be income too. That's confusing though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm confusing yeah. myself. No, but. sorry. <laughs> but anyways, you know, so you get an asset. Uh, so we work for a manufacturer. So our day job. So for example, if we and we make things, if you buy a new machine so that you can make more things in an hour. Oh yeah. That's an asset that actually right. creates money. And what you do with assets is you depreciate their value over the course of their lifespan. So if you say that machine's going to last me 20 years, you actually d- divide the price by 20 years and then each year you actually take the value of the machine down by that much and in 20 years the machine's worth nothing mm. so the asset kind of dies it's like yeah. a car yeah like a it's car. actually yeah, a lot right. like a car makes so. sense but anyways we're, we're not going to do we're not going to do those yet eventually if we do start buying laptops and, and things like that we might might want to look into doing that but um so we're keeping an income statement. So the income statement, we have revenue in there. Made four hundred bucks in advertising. Kevin and I bought, you know, hundred dollars in office supplies. Subtract that off, we're at three hundred dollars. And then our labor cost was say um, two hundred dollars. So two hundred dollars in cost plus a hundred in expenses is three hundred. We made four hundred through advertising. And then what people call the net profit um, is the money you actually make. So that so. You take your cost and expenses subtracted from your revenue. So 400 minus the 100 in supplies minus the 200 in uh, cost, mm-hmm. we're left with $100 profit. So at the end gotcha. of the day, you and I actually have five real-life $20 bills right. that we could split and put <laughs> yeah. in our pockets. Right. So, you know, that's the you hear that called the bottom line profit. Um, like I said earlier, I, I forget income, I think, can also be called that. But that's the... They call it the bottom line because at the top of your income statement, you basically have a lot of time when you consolidate them for mm-hmm. like a whole year. Yeah. You'll have revenue at the top. Then you'll have cost, expenses, and then profit at the bottom. Gotcha. So that's why they call revenue top line, profits profit bottom, bottom line. line. Yeah, but profit's what goes, you know, that's what you really make and what goes in your pocket. Or you reinvest it back in your business, which is what. Yeah, we've been doing. Yeah, what Kevin yeah. and I have been doing. We talked earlier about not actually. Um, making money right now we're losing money well really we are making profit but kevin and i are actively choosing to take all of our profits each month and reinvest them back into more labor so more uh employees to grow our business that's the main reason you do that is to fuel growth takes money to grow typically um so that's the income statement and then we have the monthly cash balance and then the owner's equity. So I'm going to just fly through these two real quick. And then uh, to kind of close this podcast out, we can actually talk about um, the the real-life example where oh, yeah. it got kind of confusing got from us yeah. not keeping our books, actually. So so the uh, the monthly cash balance, uh, that's, what work, that's what I call it for Kevin and I. It's really a cash flow statement. But what that is is how much actual cash you have. So how much money does your business have right now that you could just spend on anything you want? 
but um, it's called liquidity as well. You know, you want to make sure your business is liquid. You don't you don't want to have five bucks. Uh, you know, one bill comes right, up, yeah. you, you know, if you, you either yeah. got to put personal money in or you're done. Right. You know, so you, you need, and what they, they call that working capital, the money that's in the business is called working capital. So for example, if you own a manufacturer that does, you know, uh, 5 million a year in revenue, you know, you're probably going to have working capital of say 3 million. And what that is, is your inventory, you want to have plenty of money to cover your uh, payroll. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be cutting yeah. it right to the oh, edge yeah. every week. Every month. Yeah, or so you want to reserve yeah. for payroll. You know, you got uh, you a lot of times you'll have accounts uh, payable. You owe vendors money. And the inventory, exactly. Keeping the lights on, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Cookouts at the company. <laughs> right. Um, so that's, what, that's working capital, but that's money in the business. And when you sell, that's why when you sell, you get a multiple in your business. A lot of times that's... That's part of that is the working capital. You know, you get you get a cash out on that, so to speak. Oh, okay. You know, but um, so just cash balance, how much money you got. So Kevin and I are keeping a tab each month. We want to know how much money we actually have. Um, and then the owner's equity. The owner's equity is just so Kevin and I, uh, I got on the equity split, I have 51%. Kevin has 49%. We paid the lawyer. Um like I said, I think it was six hundred and forty some dollars, forty nine dollars maybe. So, to start out, my owner's equity in the business is three hundred thirty one dollars. Kevin's is three hundred eighteen, and then Kevin and I we do personal investments into the business each week. So each week, Kevin and I go in and we add an entry for our owner's equity, and that just adds up. That's how much invested money Kevin and I have in the business. And at the end of the year, if we lose money, it yeah. subtracts back off of that gotcha, down yeah. to down to zero if that happens um, which would mean our stock's worth nothing so that's that's all owner's equity is just keeping a, a track basically of kevin and i's investments into the business as well as what have we done with the profits and or losses of the business where they go uh each year so let's talk about um so with those three things you know kevin and i we have a good grasp on you know basically our business our finances and it's plenty um, for us to kind of, you know, keep ourselves moving forward at this point. But so I was talking to Kevin eh, a week ago, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, and uh, so about uh, two or three months ago, again, I'm not sure. This is another good <laughs> yeah. reason to keep, <laughs> right. keep books uh, in case you guys out there can't can't figure it out. Kevin and I just started keeping the books when we actually legally formed the company, which is about three weeks ago. So before that, we really were just saying, hey, let's focus on the things that are growing yeah. our business as we get bigger. You know, we'll deal with the finances, and uh, we're still pretty small, so we're telling everyone to get to a lawyer fast. I mean, Kevin and I still basically follow that advice, but, um, you know, we did work for about a year, you know, without doing that. But anyways, uh, so two, three months ago, I told Kevin, I said, I looked at our our cash that we had and just in our actual account, and I was like, oh, you know, hey, I think we can, I think it's time to add another employee. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we added that employee. And, you know, let's fast forward to now, two months later, and I, I, I looked back into the account again, just, just curious, basically, because I don't look at it often. And uh, Kevin, Kevin does, because he's the one that manages the employees and the payments and things like that. But, you know, so I just popped in there, and I was like, whoa, this is pretty low. Yeah, it's like down to, what, like a hundred and something. A hundred and something dollars, <laughs> yeah. So we're just talking about working capital. Yeah. Kevin and I have about a hundred dollars worth. We're about broke. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, we're about broke. Yeah. Because I think uh, at the time you looked, it was probably around, like, six-something. I think it was. Yeah, so, yeah, it's six probably about 650 somewhere around there. yeah 650 something like that so yeah it went way down and i was like oh this isn't good we might not be able to pay our employees yeah 
Um, but then I went to Kevin. I was like, Kevin, man, what what happened here? <laughs> right. I'm like, you take some money out? Yeah. Or, I mean, I wasn't accusing him yeah, of stealing yeah, or anything right, like that. Exactly. But, like, I literally yeah. thought maybe you just, like, you bought something, yeah, you know, paid, for the or, business. Or maybe you paid someone too much. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. I thought maybe, exactly, maybe we overpaid an employer or whatever. But I was like, man, what what's going on here? And, uh, you know, it took us a while, you know, to kind of walk through it and figure it out, you know, because we do have transaction history in that account we were looking at. And it turns out, you know, I just kind of made a, a bad call on how soon we added um, our sixth employee. And, you know, quite frankly, I added her, you know, probably a month too early. Yeah. And I do think our revenue is going to kick up. I think we'll probably catch a break and be fine. And, uh, yeah, each, uh, yeah, I think that kind of brought us down a little more because uh usually we end the month around two maybe 300 bucks but adding that extra person that's that extra 100 bucks that it takes away so i think yeah. that's where we yeah we're burning about what would we say about uh, 60 bucks a uh, month uh yeah yeah somewhere around there yeah, yeah which uh you know to you people out there i mean depending on your situation you may be you know laughing your butt off saying 60, 60 bucks, bucks but, that's nothing yeah. but you know um, you just heard we only have a hundred bucks. Yeah, right. So, so, so sixty bucks in the red each month for us right now is pretty big deal. Pretty big so, deal. so we're gonna keep you know we're keeping records now and then. We're obviously we're gonna watch that closely. Um, you know, and that's quite frankly, if we do keep burning through it and the revenue doesn't pick up in the next couple of months, like I think it will. Um, you know, that's when you got to make some tough decisions. Do you lay an employee off, or or do you invest money into the business, more personal money, to keep that employee afloat until you make uh, enough money to su- support the person. I, yeah. th- I think that's what Kevin yeah, and I are probably I, I think, doing. yeah, with the, with the 25 we do, uh, the, or the amount we put in each week kind of helps with keeping the extra one or two because without it, we'd probably... Well, we would, yeah. So Kevin yeah. and I, yeah, we invest, yeah, we invest 25, $25 each a yeah, week, yeah. 100, $100, uh, $100 each a month, and, yeah, that actually helps us keep keep a hold of some employees we wouldn't otherwise be able to do too so we always already do a little bit of that but the new employee i added you know the business was supposed to sustain her yeah. and it hasn't right. so yeah you right. and i all had to up that 25 a week for a while um or let an employee go which i don't want to do because we're still very very early in our growth so i don't yeah don't want to start but if we would have you know the point of this if we'd have been keeping books you know i i um i could have made a better decision yeah I could have, you know, not, not, I could have looked at it and realized it was too early um, to add an individual or at the least went to the books and, and realized my mistake faster as opposed to going to you right. and, you know, wasting yeah. your time, you know, digging into to what happened when, you know, it was pretty straightforward. So anyways, um, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of forming a business, uh, keeping the books, you know, if, if any of you out there have any questions about anything we talked about, you know, feel free to reach out to us. Um, you know, I don't know, Kevin, because we're real early in this podcast. At some point, are you going to make, like, um, will a show on the podcast, like our email, or how do our listeners, like, reach out to us if they have questions or uh, you yeah, know, things like so, that? We should probably figure that yeah, out and could, maybe do something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we got a, an, a email now, but, you know, maybe we can, like, create, like, one outside the one we usually give to, like, restaurants. Yeah, and then maybe if you can put it, like, on this the the picture of the podcast like oh when they yeah tap it to listen right only because our name spelled weird right so, so each each episode i really don't feel like spelling out. our right. email yeah. out you know so so we'll we'll, uh, we'll figure out something for you for those out there that you guys can reach out to us and ask us questions you know if you want to talk about any topics give us feedback things like that you know we said in the early episodes this isn't scripted 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, we just get on the mic, just talk about our business. You know, hopefully we uh, we don't bore you. If you do, you'll quit listening. But, yeah. um, you know, but it's not scripted. We just we just take what is kind of going on with us and our business um, at the time. And then, you know, we, we just put an episode together and uh, we talk about it. So definitely would be interested in hearing everyone's uh, input. So I think that's it, though. Yeah, yeah. I think we wrap this thing up. So, you know, in the matter of uh, 35 minutes, we formed a legal entity and put all of our books right. together. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, if, whatever business you got going on out there, uh, I think that's one of the biggest takeaways of starting a business. Yeah, just put it together. Yeah, do it right from the beginning. Right. Get, get the stress off your mind and uh, move forward with growing your business. Things that matter. So we're going to wrap it up. That's all we got. So uh, thanks for listening. And until the next episode, we'll see you later. Take care.